Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be reviewing the latest episode of Doctor Who, and of course it is Listen. But first, let's have some news. Now, unfortunately, yet again, we're starting with yet another loss to the world of Doctor Who. It seems to be a bit of a recurring theme lately, doesn't it, sadly? Um, During the week, we lost uh, Jane Baker, who most of you should know was a famous writing partnership with her husband, Pip who wrote in the mid-80s era of Doctor Who. Um, very, I mean, very sad. I didn't know, but obviously, she was she was ill anyway. But um, would you say unfairly maligned during their time on Doctor Who? Because their scripts weren't fondly remembered, put it that way, were they? No. I mean, they, they did seem to get the, the rough end of the stick as far as having to produce scripts to impossible deadlines because they was called, that they was asked to do it. And probably were the only people that was actually willing to say yes at that certain stage. Well, I, I think you're right, actually, because they, I mean, the scripts they turned in, I think apart from Mark of the Rani, the rest were all last minute, quick, get us out of jail. Covering so- for other people that either hadn't produced or had refused to, or had re- uh, asked for their script back. So yes, speak. indeed, indeed. Um, I actually watched Mark of the Rani in the week. Oh, right, okay. Was that as just a coincidence? or It was just a coincidence, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was okay. It's okay. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got it on DVD. I still haven't watched it yet, Mark of the Rani. I haven't seen it for a number of years. To be honest, it, it, it's, it's a passable sixth doctor. It's not the worst sixth doctor story, anyway. No, no. Um, I mean, obviously, they um, they sort of they, sadly uh, that might well have been time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was sorry. That that was. Um, I don't want to speak ill of the, the dead, but no, that was an awful story. But um, I think if you do look at the situation surrounding it, yeah. you could probably understand they weren't given a lot of time to put together something halfway decent, were they? No. Yeah, they were sort of you know very much put upon. Um, because as you just mentioned, they they were responsible for uh, creating the characters of the Rani, weren't they? Um, yeah. Which I know it's had a bit of a renaissance recently, sort of after the passing of Katamara as well. Sort of everyone's sort of looking back on that a bit more, a bit more Mate, fondly. It's, it's an know. interesting idea for a, a Doctor Who villain, really. It is actually and a logical yeah. one, to be honest. Yeah, and to make it somewhat, I mean, they made it, they made her some different enough from the Master to be. To work as not just to be a female version of the master. Yeah, yeah. She Make didn't want to take cold, over the universe. She was just a curious scientist. Yeah. Nature of it, the fact that people were dying was just in, just the consequence. Byproduct, yeah, yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. What else she wanted to do? Exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's very, very sad. I mean, I think that's what you said last week. It's that era of it's now the eight sort of the the eighties. Yeah. Era of the Doctor is now sort of the people connected to that are sort of sadly. Passing yeah. away, so um, but I mean, th- I mean, they've um, been writing together for a long, long time, and I remember for doing work on the second series of Space nineteen ninety nine, uh, and I must, but the second series was awful. Uh, but I blame that more on Fred Freeberg because yeah. he was the guy who, who killed Star Trek base in the sixties. Because the third season is the the worst out of the three, so I blame him really. They just seem to have been lucky enough to get in just as everything goes a bit awful. <laughs> yeah, it goes a bit tits up. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I mean, I mean, they. Um, I mean, as, as a showrunner, yeah, that that was that was. The, <laughs> oh, I've got a script. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, they wrote also for um, Zed Cars as well. And a film I remember watching, Captain Nemo and the Underwater City, which I think had Robert Ryan as Captain Nemo. I think Chuck Connors was the, the square-jawed hero. And Kenneth Connor and Bill Fraser were also in it as well. Vague memories of of the name, but I can't think. Yeah, I remember they got rescued at the end, and Captain Emma went down with his submarine again, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, so that's what I can remember of that. But uh, but anyway, I mean, it's very very sad. I know we haven't really spoken much about Jane Baker here. We've talked about more the stuff they her and uh, Pip have written, but uh, but yeah, very very sad. And um, obviously, our thoughts with Pip right now. Okay, Uh, let's go on to some more happier news, shall we? Uh, Right, okay. Good news for um, people who haven't got Doctor Who on their DVD collection because the Horror Channel have added another 17 Doctor Who stories to their uh, to their roster starting in October. And uh, I, I think it's really good, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we was actually having a conversation about this the other day, weren't we? Saying, yeah. I'm surprised because when they first announced that they was going to be showing Doctor Who, we thought they are going to have about seven or eight episodes, which they just keep repeating and yeah. repeating and repeating. Yeah. But no, they, they they have taken a fair whack on how much they're going to show. They, they have, actually. I think it's been really good. It's, I've really liked it. But um, but what we're going to see now, um, we're going to get stuff like Inferno, Carnival of Monsters, The Time Warrior, Sontaran Experiment, The Sun Makers, and The Greatest Show in the Galaxy, to name but a few. So that's a, that's a good few yeah. selections there, actually, especially Inferno, because that's one of my favourite yeah. favorite stories, full stop. And like I say, it just has been a... They have had a reasonable, a nice wide selection, so people can get a feel for yeah. for each era. Yeah, I mean, they haven't. They, they, I mean, they have been shown in, in no particular order, mm. but which I think is a good thing. Yeah, because I've, yeah, there's almost a, oh, what's what ones they showing today? Yeah, and then even if you've seen it recently, you find yourself ah, oh, I'll start watching. Well, I found myself, <laughs> well, myself watching Planet of the Daleks the other day. Right, it was what was on there. I think that today was Planet of Evil. I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some, they're showing some very good, um, very good stuff in there at the moment. So, uh, anyway, uh, moving on to the next news item. Um, a Guinness World Record has been has been smashed. I should say because um, a guy called uh, Ian O'Brien has just got the Guinness World Record for the largest Doctor Who collection, um, which we, as you know, are fondly called Tat. Yes, actually, yes, he's got. He holds the record for one thousand five hundred seventy three items. Um, and this was uh, the time recognition was the sixth of September this year. So that is, that's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how much stuff you can actually collect. Whether you're doubling up on stuff or there's variations um, on a theme, oh, especially, I, especially I, with Daleks. Yeah, there's got, got to I be. Suspect, there. Yeah, there, there's 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 many there's there's much tat out there, isn't oh, there? Oh, is, there is. And if you're cl- classing all um, clothing as well, I don't know if they're classing clothing into that, and it's just. Anything that is remotely, yeah. I mean, it could, I mean, it could be some items of tat that we're going to re- talk about yes. later on, actually. But uh, yeah, so he takes the records um, from a guy called Rob Hull, not Rod Hull. <laughs> I was going to say Rob Hull, uh, who got the uh, record in two thousand eleven. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, that, the, that the is... question is: Did they go back to to Mister Hull and say, since two thousand eleven, have you bought anything more? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was his other... <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Hull. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... Because um... it's just... Inter- oh, or, or, was they, or was the previous record so low 
that people didn't realise at the time when he was actually holding the record, this gentleman uh, already probably should have owned it. Well, maybe that's that's a good possibility. Actually, that's a good possibility. But uh, I well, I mean, now, it, now, 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 <laughs> people know what that's the level of record. Every how many fans have now gone counting the, are sitting there counting their collection. I oh, know, I oh, know. But uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people trying to contest that now. I think actually, but uh, well, of course, I'm I'm also um, took part in a, in a Guinness World Record um, attempt, which we which we got for the longest convive minis on a on a public road. Uh. Held by the London and Surrey Mini Owners Club, so I've got my Guinness World Record certificate at home. So there we go, two thousand and three hundred and something minis, I think it was, which smashed the record of nine hundred and thirty-five, I think, as it was before. I didn't know though that they classified Crystal Palace Park as a public road, though. But that's what we drove uh. through. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, that now, now, now. Oh, no damn, I was going to contest it. So. Okay, right, the last item of sort of um, news before we get onto the tat. Um, this is quite, I find, unbelievable, actually. Um, series 5, actually, no, we have got one other thing. We've got the, um, oh, no, we haven't got any, yes, we've got stats, haven't we? But it's, it's of a difference, yes. it's, it's of yes. a difference, yeah. Um, series 5 is to get um, a DVD release in Japan. Now, that surprises me. I thought it would have already been yeah, available out seem, there. Yeah, it does seem to be a bit far behind. yeah. But and if they're releasing this... series five, then why aren't they just doing six and well, seven? Well, I think it might because it says here it's they can enjoy the series in their native language. So, so maybe there hasn't been a a dubbed version up right. until now or something. But they're doing it with a um, a production company called Kadokawa. So um, and it's going to be out this autumn apparently. So and it's available to pre-order on Amazon. But so yeah, I just found it a bit a bit strange to see that one pop up on the on the news list. Actually, yeah. yeah, very strange, very strange. Okay, now, stats. Now, this week is a little bit different, isn't it? It is. Um, because we're actually recording on the night of broadcast. Yes, we've literally just, just finished watching, watching Listen, haven't we? Yes. Um, so we don't know what the overnight viewing figures are. So we're going to play a little game, aren't we? We're going to play Guess the Stats. Folks, it's What's the Stats, the game for all the family. So, um, what do you think it could be, Paul? Because last week's was last two weeks have been five point two overnight million uh, overnight million. Overnight I'll say that again. <laughs> five point two million overnight li- uh, viewers. So, what what do you reckon it could be this week? I think we're we're going to get a little bounce up, and I think it'll be about five point five. Right, okay, I think it's going to... I think, again, a little bounce up, but I think only 5.3. Well, that was really wonderful, it really was, but unfortunately, it puts only 4.8 million overnight viewers, and I mean that most sincerely, I really do. That right now, we don't know. No. We have no idea, folks, <laughs> who's right and who's wrong. We could both be wrong. By the time you hear this, it will be the future. Though, <laughs> it will know. be the future, yes. <laughs> okay, then. So, but, uh, yeah, 
So let's we'll discuss next week who was right and who was wrong. But right now, let's whiz over to Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, now, uh, Paul, you found um, some more tap from our good friends over at Entertainment Earth, bringing Hollywood home. And, uh, yeah, you found some more festive stuff, didn't you? Yes. It's apparel this time, isn't it? Yes, well, we've sort of had the how, how, to, how to decorate your tree, and we're now <laughs> on to how to decorate yourself. Oh, good, good. Yes, because we've got a Doctor Who villain's red ugly Christmas sweater. Not like the fact they call it red ugly. They're actually but, advertising it as this is a bad jumper. Um, they got it right. <laughs> it I is. have got it right. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot be done for Trace this week. No, no, this is one ugly jumper. This really is. Um, Yes, it's um, as it says. It says on the tin, you know, it's, it's bright red. Um, you've got the Doctor Who logo with some snowflake motifs either side of it, and a little parade of Daleks and Cybermen heads saying "Dark Sun Exterminate," and the uh, someone's got little "Delete, Delete, Delete" written under it as well. And um, it's coming soon, apparently. Yes. No so idea. Christmas. What it, yes, <laughs> um, it. didn't actually say when no. it's coming out. It just says coming soon, but the price. Is twenty nine dollars ninety nine cents. Yeah. Yes. Which I suppose isn't that bad. That bad for a, for a sweater, I suppose. No. However, the next one is, is is slightly more odder. Yes. Because yes, I can get the joke about the Christmas sweater jumper or whatever. Mm, mm-hmm. The bad. But they're doing it as a Christmas jumper T shirt. Yes. Now this is basically a T shirt, a red T shirt with the same pattern on as the jumper. But they're calling it a Christmas sweater T-shirt. Yes. Um, it's just a Christmas T-shirt, surely. Yes. Drop the sweater. We've, 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 well, it, it's 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 the equivalent. It's the T-shirt, the sweater's T-shirt equivalent of the the Doctor's costume T-shirts. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, now you can have the T-shirt of your own clothing. <laughs> it's, this is just ridiculous. Um, Actually, it says. Um, actually, this one says it's coming in November 2014, and uh, the price of this one is seventeen dollars ninety nine cents, which again isn't probably yeah. that much for a t shirt, really, is it? To be honest, um, whether you'd actually want to spend that kind of money on a on an ugly Christmas yeah. sweater t shirt, which, which they're the joke then isn't there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, uh, it's not very good at all, is it? Now another one from our friends at Entertainment Earth, bringing Hollywood home. Now. Um, we sort of spoke about the uh, the cutlery set that was at Comic Con quite some weeks ago now, yes. didn't we? And we haven't spoke about it since. Other podcasts have because the prices have come out, but we never we try not to return to the same tat twice. No, that is our motto actually. But uh, to go along with all this cutlery, you can now get a Doctor Who Tardis tablecloth. Uh, and as you can imagine, it's a tablecloth with the doors of the Tardis. In, sort of imprinted on them, and this is coming in October 2014. Um, now, this is going for the price, I'd say the handsome price, of $29.99. Um, that seems a tad expensive for a tablecloth. Yes. And imagine it's one of those um, plasticky, easy it white looks, tablecloths. It looks of that way, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yes. Um, will you? Will that be adorning your, your table at Christmas, Paul? Well, was uh, you wearing your jumper and your t-shirt, t-shirt underneath? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with your sonic screwdriver cutlery. <laughs> well, I suppose if you go for the sonic screwdriver cutlery, then there's no reason why you wouldn't want this. I'm assuming it's a Christmas dinner for one, then. Yes. <laughs> you, 
you can probably just do just getting the chicken and turkey breast. Can't you? you don't need. Don't don't bother about the whole bird. No, no, just get, and just a couple of potatoes. Yeah, just get exactly. those. A few sad sprouts. I'll go and see the doctor about that. Anyway, now we've got one last bit of um, bit of tap for, and this is from not from um, Entertainment Earth actually. This is from um, the BBC Shop. Um, they're doing a Doctor commemorative medal collection. Um, it features, let's read this out here, it features all 12, um, oh, sorry, 13 Doctors, actually, um, plus a few enemies as well, um, Daleks, Simon Sea Devils, the K-1 Robot, Davros, Special Weapons Daleks, Slavine, Ood, Weeping Angel, and various different types of Daleks and Cybermen as well. Um, it comes in a nice presentation case, so you've got little, little uh, slots to put each coin in. Now, this is going for the price... Of £117.99. Um, there's a pre-order guarantee on this. Yeah. Yes, it's released. <laughs> yeah, you are being, you're, counting, you're being ripped off. <laughs> exactly. This is released on the 6th of October. Um, now, they're not silver coins. They're not bronze. They're not even gold. No, folks. They come in precious steel. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, this seems a... a a lot of money for... And, and didn't they do this for the 50th? And I think they've just sort of added the 12th I think the they have, Doctor, haven't they? And now they're bringing it out as the 12th Doctor commemorative. <sighs> Jesus. To God. coincide with the, with the start of the 12th Doctor. This is what they had left over from this time last year. They've just got another another medal done. They have, <laughs> and they're they? knocking this it out again. Update, updated the box to put the 12th Doctor on the front. They and, had a choice. Uh, they could have discounted the, the 50th anniversary stuff from last year. <laughs> Or we can do another medal and we can charge the same price. <laughs> no, that is, and I think that's an absolute rip-off, actually. Um, I mean, one of them made of some sort of precious metal, but still, good God. So made from melted-down spoons. <laughs> and to be honest, from some web shop, some websites you do them, you'd sort of expect they may be taken. But actually, the BBC shop is a bit... Yeah, that's a little to be bit jumping onto the bandwagon. Of this. Yes, yes, I think that's a little bit um, out of order, really. But uh, but it's a, it's got a, um, it's a pre-order guarantee of that mm. price. And well, actually, also, what makes me think this is just the fiftieth stuff done for the fifth before the fiftieth anniversary mm. is the fact that you've got you would have had for the fiftieth they'd done it before the fiftieth anniversary. You'd have had eleven doctors and eleven enemies. Yes. But now, because they've had to add two more doctors, you've got thirteen doctors and, and eleven, 11 enemies. enemies. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I think someone's sort of. This really is a, a, a shameless shoeing, isn't it? Really. <laughs> well, of we, how, we could, how can we get rid of the old? Stock? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a very, very. Um, I was going to say shrewd, but I think it's a. a shrewd doesn't really cover it, really. To no. be honest, opportunist. Yes, that's what I like. It. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well that's it for Omicus Tech Corner and that's it for the news this week. So coming up next is our review of Listen. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay everybody, it's time for our review of Listen.
Okay, now this week's a little bit different because we're actually sitting in the same room for a change, yes, aren't we? Yes, we've actually just watched it together. Yes, uh, which hasn't happened often, really, has it? Or not at all, to be honest. Um, well, other than the, other than the cin- cinema. Well, yes. Probably the only time we've ever watched on the telly, anyway. episode of Doctor Who. Um, and this is also yeah. the first time we've actually recorded a, a review in the same room uh, since uh, the, uh, the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. Yes. And look how that turned out. So... <laughs> So we took that as a good omen for tonight. Yes, indeed, indeed. So um, it's your turn to kick off proceedings, Paul. So what did you think? I wasn't sure what I was... Well, I didn't think I was. I had any expectation for this episode. Mm. And I now find myself thinking, well, that wasn't what I expected. <laughs> okay, what, what what were you expecting then? What was the... I was expecting something at a lot faster pace. I thought okay. this was actually going to be a sort of alien attack almost. Mm. Yeah. episode and it wasn't wasn't it? it it really was just the psychological side of it it was um and it was te- i suppose you could say technically it was like a a three-hander hmm. well, well, wasn't yeah, it? Psych- apart, apart from young danny pink but or rupert as we the, know the psychological it? side of fear and how people re- relate to each other and how you your time spent with people shapes their future yes as well yeah yeah, it's um I mean I I mean I enjoyed it yeah. immensely. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I really yeah, did. It was a good episode. It it just wasn't what I was expecting. I actually enjoyed it. I think I'd actually more than perhaps the, the, the episode I thought of we might get. Well I know this was there was a lot we discussed this before um before it aired tonight and um I said there's been a lot of hype surrounding this one. But so it's the scariest episode of Doctor Who ever. And already I was sort of like, are we going to be disappointed with this? Is that sort of weight of expectation yeah. going to sort of lay just too heavily on this this evening? And we're, and we're going to come away disappointed. And I wasn't disappointed at all. No. Um, I wouldn't say it was the scariest episode of Doctor Who. It was It was creepy. It's creepy, yeah. And that's, that's I think, where it succeeded. Mm. Because you never actually, at any stage, actually got a resolution as to, to, the, to the tension that was being built up. No, I mean... They're sort of saying that the whole thing was just because the Doctor was afraid of the dark. Yeah. But everyone else having this same dread. And there was something under that blanket. Yeah. Because the blanket dropped off and there was something there. Although, as they say, whether that was It could have just kid. been a kid. Because on the basis that they said no one had come in, but the Doctor had. Yeah. So he wasn't paying that much attention to no, whether someone exactly. could have come in or not. Yeah. Um but there were still things that weren't... And I'm beginning to wonder if this is going to occur again, going to be a bit of a recurring theme, because there was still the thing with the with the chalk, who drew listen on the blackboard, because he didn't do yeah. it, um, unless that was some time thing. I don't know, because we've only watched it the once, haven't we? And I don't yeah. think I'm going to get that again. I'm going to understand it or, or try and no. find those missing pieces watching well, it again. But you're sort of left with, is it just his imagination is it but as you say that he was really he was going to other stories mm. he'd obviously researched it from his own experience and there was other people that was that had, had the same experience as him yeah the fact that his experience actually turns out to be a sort of loop of the of him actually looking into it in the first place yeah draws it back to to him it's i mean again it, it's it's the peculiar thing it's Really, to do with Clara again, and it's that it's back to that. I think that's probably my only one criticism of this is the fact they've gone back to the Clara 
in the Doctor's past the games. We've had that with the name of the Doctor. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit soon to go back to that well again. Yeah. Although I, mean, I did like, and I did like the, the touch of the fact that the barn where he'd had this experience is where he decided. You, f- you find out in the for the fiftieth. Yes, was where the, the decided, war doctor decided to go to the moment. He was going to yeah. end it all there. Yeah. In the place where obviously he had the most frightening experience of his life up to that uh, the uh, first frightening. Experience yeah, exactly. Of his life. Yeah. I must admit, I didn't see that coming. No, to be honest, I really didn't. That, that was really that was that was a nice little little scene, to be honest. Sort of yeah. referencing back to that. Um, but I just thought it was just again. I thought, uh, Clara shaping the Doctor again. You know, it's I think just a little bit too soon to go back to that particular. I know it's not the same thing. She's not in the Doctor's timeline. She's actually literally has travelled yeah. back in the past properly. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was a little bit too soon. Just too soon. I think if it hadn't have been for the name of the Doctor, it would have been a good. It would have, yeah. it would have been a good yeah. scene. Yeah, and and the fact that it was her. Yeah, had, had we moved on to another companion, mm. and it'd been a different companion, you would probably wouldn't have even. It, no, I would have even thought about the name of the Doctor. No, no, that's, that's right, that's right. So but, uh, yeah, there's that. I mean, this actually, you sort of get the feeling this episode is is more a collection of very good scenes rather than necessarily a story. In itself, well, it linked scenes rather than there, there was rather like a, than a, yeah. a continuous story, mainly because of the fact that it is jumping all over the place in time. Mm. The UK, it's difficult then to create a coherent story. In yeah, terms it, of it, it, you're not, you haven't got a linear story here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the, I mean, it's still the one thing that sort of kinds of sort of not not bugs me. I thought, okay, is, is there going to be any more explanation to this? Because you've got the whole thing with, um, um. Colonel Pink, I can't remember what his first name was now, but Colonel Pink in the future, he had written, do not open the door. Yeah. So obviously there there was something there. He was scared of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his, his fear wasn't the, the wasn't doctor's from the fear. doctors. No. no. So there is something else going on there. I think that was, I think all that happened there was that Clara helped the doctor's personal fear more than anything else. I think. Although, I'm not, I could be completely wrong on this, but... Although, jumping to conclusions on this, there, there could have been some sort of sort of slight side message in there in terms of if you was left on your own in the... You was the last person alive. Yeah. You, there may be a tendency to think that actually, why don't I just finish this? Because no one's going to come... There's no one to come to save me. Yeah. I can either die slowly or I can go out there and... The tendency is that people tend to have that sort of thoughts at night. They seem to be more common to be, yeah, that is the darkest before the dawn sort of. Moment. Yeah, it could so be that. that. Yeah, that, that could be the reason why he'd done the don't open the door was more to, more to be saying don't yeah, kill yourself because they always they never actually explicitly said that like that, if we take that as an example of, of the airlock opening. They could, in other words, well, it could be because of this instead. They just leapt to the. There is something outside. Yeah. So, well, no, it could just be the atmospheric pressure shifting or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's always sort of because he never actually says the reason why he doesn't want to open the door is because he's worried about what's out there. No, his is just he doesn't want to spend another night there. Yeah, which could be that he's getting more and more. His feelings are more and more. It so. could just be a thing of like paranoia, and I, I, maybe that's what it was getting at. Or just, yeah, really. just people's paranoia of the dark been, and being alone. Case, and, just yeah, <clears throat> just a case of of depression coming in because basically there is nothing left. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, it could and, be and that, the yeah. way to end that would have been to have opened the mm. door 
and let the atmosphere go. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think there is there is definitely something in that definitely. Um, but okay, maybe a second viewing would make it more clearer to me after all. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think it was put, being perf- purposefully mm. ambiguous as to what was going on. Yeah, and that's, that's actually the bit that I liked about this most is the fact that there is a sense of well, I'm not quite sure about that, and I'm not totally sure that watching it again is going to answer that. No. And particularly as it's been written by Stephen Moffat, Moffat. I don't think. Well, what what I would like to he's, do, he's though, not going to give you a story. No, it's no. going to wrap up nicely in a little bow. No, definitely not. What I would like to do, though, I mean, I think the creepiest bit in that was the bit in um, Rupert Pink's bedroom at the children's home. Yeah, with the, the whatever it was under the blanket, that was creepy. Yeah, that was so well done. And from what I can sort of recollect, when we just watched it. Um, there was no music, hardly any music in this one, was there? No. It was very atmospheric, and I, I love that because they tend to over a lot of modern TV shows tend to overdo the music just to ram home the the situation. But this, it was, it was there was hardly anything. It well, was I great. Mean, yeah, and it's it, it, and it needed to be that because the, it was all about the when you're alone and it's all quiet. Yeah. What is it you can hear? Yeah. Yeah, there's no point in having an episode called "Listen" and then you drown it with music. music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know you wouldn't put it past them sometimes. But... I'm going to say with when I watch it again, um, what I want to do though is to pause it at that bit where the blanket slips off because you get a very brief glimpse of whatever it was underneath. It's, yeah, I've got a funny feeling though. You're going to find it's really out of focus. It was, but it looked to have a again. It, it, it's playing on your. Yeah, it's almost oh, like it's in the, the back of your subconscious. It's sort of like it looked like a little gobliny thing, but again, maybe that, that's done on purpose that, to yeah. make you think that. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that to play to you that you're you're see there what you're what you think should would be there? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I just love the fact that the fact that the doctor's saying to them, the one thing we don't want to do is turn around because if it feels it then has nowhere to go, what is yeah. it going to do? Yeah, then it's dangerous. If we give it a mm. way out. Yeah. Now it can leave quietly, and we'll be safe. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, thought that it, was that was brilliant as as a conclusion, not to have the the doctor save them by doing something. You're waving his sonic screwdriver yeah. about or something. Yeah. Or yeah, chasing exactly. it off. It was just literally just let it go. Yeah. Don't look at it. Let it walk away. And it, it was a, a very different type of story because you said it, it was it was very slow paced. Yeah. Which I think is. Especially after last week, mm. which you you know was, was we said it was it's a romp. Yeah. Um, this week was anything but that. No. And, and it had to be because it was just built on the tension that they, yeah. they could produce. There wasn't. You have not. You haven't seen anybody else. No. Um. I, I don't think either. This was a dark story. Either. No, not it well, wasn't. It wasn't a dark doctor. I think when we said, oh, it's a return. And I said it last week when you know the next week it looks like a return to the the dark stories again. It wasn't a dark story at all. No, because you're not even you're not even left with a feeling that are they even malicious? Even if they are there, yeah, are they malicious? Or are they just? I, I like the fact it's left up to you to figure that out. They're looking they're, for company, but they keep themselves hidden. Yeah, because they they don't want you to reject them. Yeah. Almost. Almost, yeah. yeah. If if they're there. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I really loved it. I really did love this one. Yeah. I really I, I did. Think, 
think it's clear. It's it's also the only thing you can say about it. It's also Moffat bringing in the oh, it's just everyday things around you. He's very You're good not, at doing that. You know, you yeah. I know you, you'd say oh, it's like the Weeping Angels statues around you, the Vashonarada, yeah, yeah. And now this now is the is the things that just sort of you know. You, is there something under your bed? You're slightly yeah. aware of, you know, sometimes either when you talk to yourself in an empty room, is that because you're subconsciously aware that there's something else there? Yeah, yeah. And the stuff of, of, of the times when you put something down and it seems to have moved or... Yeah. Talking of which, I love that gag with the um, the caretaker at the children's zone. Yeah. You, the coffee cup just disappeared. Next thing you see the doctor walk along, he's taking a, 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 a nonchalant sip of coffee. You go, mm, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. I did like that. That was not good. So but even then, to play on it, then as you know, yeah, that it's not always. The, it's not maybe some some alien thing that's good at hiding. Yeah, I, I think this is a, a, a good um, a good story. That it's it's left up to the audience to make what they want out yes. of it. Really, yeah. The doctor's yeah, you, you, problem is solved. You know, it's Clara. Yeah, uh, but for everyone else, don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And it's sort of, it, I also quite like the fact that they left the ambiguity as to what her relationship is with the character from the, from the, um, is it Olsen Pink? Olsen Pink, that was it, yeah. From the future. Yeah, is, yeah. Is he, does Clara and I think you're so- Danny Pink get together and this is going to be their child? Or I- is it just that she, because she knows Danny Pink, that it's, it's the, the, the timelines there? Um, because well, he started talking about his what was his great grand or great great grandmother? I can't no, well, it actually, he says great great grandparent. So if Danny Pink eventually does end up going in the TARDIS, it could just be him. It might be. It doesn't necessarily need to have been him and Clara. Oh, yeah, you're right. He does say grandparent, doesn't he? Yeah, I've, I've actually thought that. I thought he doesn't say grandmother. No, you're right. It does say grandparent. Yeah. So they leave. The, he even leaves. That even one. that's ambiguous as yeah. well. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? I, of, I, I, um, I do think this is a question. This is this <clears throat> is an episode that Moffat has written to be as every every opportunity to <laughs> to not give you an answer. Yeah. He's taken. He's taken it. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think of the Danny and Clara relationship at the moment? Yeah, I think it's quite. It's it's interesting her relationship with him. In the fact that for being somebody who is quite bossy and getting what she wants and whatever, yeah. that she's being very awkward with him, which is which I think is actually quite good because it gives yeah. her it gives her a chance to be her, another side to her that she isn't just this. Always. I think I mean I think um, Jenna Cullen's been outstanding so yeah. far this year. I think she really has been, and I think Samuel Anderson's a good actor yeah. as well. I really and do. I also like the fact that they are doing this almost this story as in. You're getting their getting their relationship building in flashback almost. Yes, I do like that. I like that um, in the previous episode when we had them, and I, I quite like it continuing like that as well. It's been good. I think. Yeah, so it's been a recurring theme with with Danny Pink when he sort of messed up. He, he smacks his head on the table. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I like the again that whole thing about him getting very very uh, sort of touchy on the whole killing yeah thing again they had to make a, a big point he, he he dug 23 wells it was about saving lives it's not all about going out and killing it was about yeah. saving lives and changing people's lives and things like that which to be fair the modern army does mm. does actually do but yeah. um 
I don't know where, the, where, where do you think that they're going with, with this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, oh, is, is the, are we going to get to the person he killed being a significant person in the story or is it just going to be something that affects him in the future? I mean, I'd actually quite like a reasonable resolution to this because I think that can actually get a bit... If they keep doing it, every mm. single conversation he has comes back to the fact of... And she's not going to ask him what happened. Yeah. Yeah, if they I keep dragging it out. I think that's yeah. gonna, that, that could get a bit tiresome. It could do. I mean, I quite like the fact that... And I did quite like when you talked about the wells and the, the payoff joke about the fact that when the waiter comes up with water yeah. and says, do you want some water for the table? And she says, no, it's all right. He's going to dig for it himself. <laughs> There were, I mean, there were some really, really good lines in this. Yeah. There really were. I think this is probably, well, I'm going to go out and limb here and say it's probably one of Moffat's best scripts in a long, long time, to be honest. Yeah, and there is a tendency to say, has he reverted back to to almost the comfort zone for him? Well, As in, he's I don't got, know, stick to what you're good at, really. He's got an everyday thing to, to build a thing around. Yeah, and to play with people's perception of what's going to happen. Well, th- this is... Or what, well, this what comes, is happening. Well, this is what comes back to what I said earlier. Is this going to be this whole thing, what's in the dark? Is there anything under the bed? Is this going to come back again? Is this going to be yeah. at some point in the future? Because... I'd actually it, hope not. I hope. I mean, he hasn't gone back to the Vash Narada. That Again, that's something lurking in the shadows, in, you yeah. know, in the dark. and. Um, people have said that he overused the Weeping Angels. I don't think he overused them. I think he just ran out of ideas for them. Yeah, I, really I, I, I just, I just lost, think that they was they was caught by their own. He was done by his own success with those. Mm. I think the pressure to yeah. bring them back was too great. I think. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, which may have, of course, be why he's now likes to go. He's gone back to another thing where there isn't anything there. There's mm. no. Ooh, or is there? You, well, <laughs> yes, well, but but there there isn't anything they can sell the they can sell the tat of. Unless no, you're gonna, unless you're going to sell little beads with hands coming out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. I can't see. There's going to be a great lot for character options to be selling on this. Well, one. When, I mean, <laughs> well, they're going to sell a a, a, um, a figure of that whatever the, just the blanket. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, that, no, I suspect Forbidden Planet will have those blankets in very shortly. Yeah, obviously, we, 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 I can't repeat the comment I made when we saw that sticking up out of the bed, can we? So. Well, we did sort of say if Jenna Coleman came into our room. That would exactly be what it was. Yeah, it's like you can make your own minds up on that gag, can't you, folks? Um, but Capaldi this week, I thought he was, I don't use this word very magnificent, actually. Yeah. Straight from the off, talking to himself in the TARDIS, he, he just, I could listen to that for, for 50 yeah. minutes, to be honest, just in, in the yeah, TARDIS. Yeah, but there's few few actors that can actually do a two-handed scene on their own, which yes. really was, wasn't it? <laughs> so he was asking himself questions and answering it, and you, it seemed very natural. It did, yeah. I, I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant this week, and... Um, <laughs> but also, again, that whole thing with the um, the coffee cup, yeah, that I think he he underplayed that brilliantly, just yeah. with the little sip of the. You seen well, the coffee? It was brilliant. You know. What was good for an episode as we, as we keep as I keep saying now is on to do with tension. The fact that he underplayed everything added to it. Mm. The scene where the three of them are turning away from what's ever on the bed. Yeah, there was all. It was calm. It was not. Don't look round. Don't look round. It, but it was no. Just don't look round. Close your eyes. Yeah. Let it go. 
Let it show that you're not gonna uh, not gonna try and look at it. Yeah, and let it go. And then the scene near the end where he's, he's telling Clara to go into the TARDIS. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant on that. And you just got the I must know what it is, but I'm not gonna endanger you. And yeah. if you don't realise that, then we're never going anywhere again. Yeah, I, I like that. It's sort of the the Doctor laying down some ground rules, which yeah. you haven't really. Had, has he you? has let Clara boss him around. Yeah, up to that point, really, almost. He has, and yeah. then that was the that was the thing there. That was the thing, right? You can have your way, right up until the point where your life is in danger. Yeah, and then you're going to do what I say. Yeah, and you are going to do what I say. Well, it's like the the, like the bit in that you wanted to see where they were at yeah. the end. And he said, "You don't tell me what to do." Yeah, yeah, and she just stood her ground. She stood in front of the monitor, so he couldn't see what it was. Yeah, and yeah. I, I again, that was underplayed as yeah. well. It wasn't over the top or you know waving no, arms it, about. It was. And, it was just a man that was determined to. I say man, like time lord. Time lord. Was, yes, that was determined to <laughs> to find out what he's what he was scared of. Yeah. Now, um, actually, that that bit at the end, um, which we we touched on earlier with uh, Clara hiding under the, which we now know as the as the, the, do- the doctor's bed, childhood bed. Um, did you see that coming? Because I certainly that I certainly didn't see that coming at all. That 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 surprised me when he said about he said about joining the army. Yeah, and I thought, is this meant to be like an ancestor of Danny Pink? Yeah, I mean, you totally led to believe that, wasn't you? Yeah, you, back you in like medieval times or you something. You're thinking, yeah, well, that's that's a bit odd because that doesn't fit in his. And would they would the one from the future be living in a barn? Yeah, exactly. And you just thought that was odd. Yeah, but then when his father said. He'll never, you know, he'll never get in the academy and be a time lord. Ooh. And it was the look on Clara's face. The, I think. The, yeah. Well, I, I think what I, like, I think that the penny. I, I think I must have had the same look on my face as well. When you saw, oh, it's the doctor like that. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't show his face. No. I I think taking if they took away too much mystique. Now you've seen the doctor as a child. Yeah. You don't want to take away too much of the the mystique of the character because you still don't know who yeah. he is. Um. And of course, they didn't use his name. No. Either so again, you had no um, no inkling of who it was until he mentioned the academy yeah. and being a time lord. There was, there was the only thing about that is when they when they did go, you sort of get the barn thing, and that. I was thinking, oh, the last I, I did think in my head the last time those Doctor Who was in a barn was the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, and then, lo and behold, that, you get yeah. the clip of John Hurt yeah. outside it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, no, I, I I I mean for me, well, I did think where did the other building go then? Because they obviously weren't in the barn. <laughs> and then you only had the barn by the time. Well, Gallifrey had been back. destroyed at that point, yeah, hadn't they? So, so just, right. just a, a dusty old barn left behind, wasn't yeah. there? So, um, but I think for me, it's four out of four yeah. that I've enjoyed, to yeah. be honest. I know I had um, problems with Deep Breath, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it, is it three and a, three and a half for you? or um, still? Yeah, or? still. Have you, have you revised your opinion of Deep Breath? No, or? it's still three and a half. I mean... What I am really liking, I am liking the the two of them. Yeah. Clara and Doctor, I think, are getting along without... It's it's a more grown-up version of Six and Perry, isn't it? Yeah, I see, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. It is. Without the silly bickering, it's... Yeah, they're, they're both strong-willed. Yeah. But there's no, as you said, there's no this is stupid... Bickering or the Doctor yeah. trying to strangle her, or and like I say, <laughs> I like I say and this this episode, what I liked about this episode is when it came down to it, yeah, the Doctor did 
put his foot down and say, no, when your survival, when your life is in danger, yeah, you don't do what you want to do. You, you do as you're told. told. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, I like the fact that she wanted to, she wasn't going to let him stay behind well, on his well, own. Well, at I least like that. But yeah, at least from the point of view that if I'm going to put myself in danger, I'm not letting you be there because I'm stupid enough to do it. I'm not putting you in the same danger. Yeah, yeah. Because I like the fact when she goes, "You're you're an idiot." Whatever. Is that what she says? She says something. She goes back and yeah. says, "You're an idiot" or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was being an idiot, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was just to you know satisfy his own. Curiosity, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I like. Um, what do you think about the the whole thing with the the telepathic circuits? Um, so I often wonder what that panel did, and now we know. Um, nice, nice mention of the telepathic circuits again, um, but never been used for someone non time law to fly the TARDIS. Or, well, actually, for the TARDIS to make up its mind where it was going from that person. Hmm. Because it's not that she she almost gives. The telepathically gives the TARDIS where she wants to be. Yeah, we, or a subconscious gives the TARDIS where to go. Well, to, th- there is there to... is one other thing which I think a lot of um, I can imagine a lot of people might we might ask the question: um, If Gallifrey's lost, how did the TARDIS travel back in time to Gallifrey? Um... Not that I care. I don't care to be honest. Because it was too good a scene to, you know, to to not do. I suppose I don't know whether there's a because the place you're not following a mem you're not following memory you're going back to a particular point in time for yeah. that person's timeline so from there so I suppose I hadn't thought of that I mean I suppose you're going back to a time before the war whether it's only supposed to be time locked from the well I thought if it's time locked you can't the Doctor said you can never go back it's lost it's gone. Yeah. So if you don't know where it is, you can't get back to it. But now they know where it is. So is that going to... Oh, they know... They knew... No, I suppose... What what you'd say is... My brain hurts! They knew where it was, but they don't know where it is. Mm, Could be. I mean, I don't care, to be honest. I really don't care. I know some people probably get their knickers in a twist over this, but I I really don't... I really don't care. Because I just... I just loved it. I just loved this episode. I really, I really did. I can't really. Yeah. I know I sort of nitpicked at a few things, but it's not anything that's annoyed me. No. It's just sort of like I'm just sort of scratching my head a little bit more than than, than normal, um, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. To be honest, I've, no, walked, I've walked away want. from it thinking yes. about it a lot more, which I haven't done yeah. on an episode of Doctor for a long, long time. You haven't had it just served up on a plate to you. No. This is it. This is what's happening, and the Doctor's done something marvelous and. Yeah. Save the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So, yeah, definitely four out of four for me. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'd, I'd, agree. I'd agree. This is this actually my favourite of the series so, so far, far, even. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Right. Um, are we done? I think so. I think, I think so. I think so. So, uh, next week's episode is Time Heist, isn't it? With uh, guest star Keely Hawes, it looks like. So, yes. uh, looks to be a bit different in tone again. Looks like it might be another rompy yeah, episode in style, we perhaps. Yeah, we yeah. have no idea on this. No one. idea, no mm. idea. But, uh, but anyway, let's hope it's as good as this week's. Anyway, that's yeah. all I can. That's all we can hope for. So, until next week, when we're back with our review of Time Heist. It is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye.
were listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Thank you.